Hello and welcome to the Astrology Oddcast. I don't think I ever say astrology right. <laughs> astrology. The Astrology Oddcast. Mercury semi-square Mars is something I have in my chart, which some astrologers, when they look at my chart, they're like, oh, you should be so dreamy. You know, they, because I got Mercury and Neptune, they think I'm some kind of slow person. I've said this before, but I'm not. I've got this Mars aspect that makes me do things too fast, like skip words. <laughs> it takes a lot of discipline to slow down. So welcome to the Astrology Oddcast. This is where I just look at the astrology of the week I'm and I'm broadening the Oddcast out because we have these like weekly, let's look through the weather, let's look at the sky, what's going on. Um, just checking my nails because I've eaten my birthday cake. Probably got chocolate cake in my nails, but I'm I'm okay. And I'm also doing interviews. So we we've got the weekly the weekly show and then the interviews. And I'm working out how to organize that, market that in a way that it's not just like a load of chaos because we need a rhythm. I I think that Thursday is my day. Thursday would be the day I would put the podcast out. I'm already kind of not sure about these Wednesday ones. I'm not sure how I feel about Wednesday anymore. Maybe I should move these to Monday and then have Thursday for the interviews. But we'll see. We shall see. And so this week, what do we have? Well, Wednesday, tomorrow is my birthday. Top, top priority. And Neptune is stationing direct on my birthday. Interesting. But it's not actually my solar return. So... I'm, I'm probably quite pleased about that, in all honesty, <laughs> uh, because we're, we've got a leap year next year, February, which means that by now, because we're so close to the leap year, that our birthday doesn't necessarily fall on our birthday in as much as if your son is 16 degrees of Sagittarius, then you won't get to 16 until a day later. Because And that's why we have to have the leap year, because time is... um shifting and also winter solstice will be 3 a.m on the 22nd it's not on the 21st because we're, we we need the leap year to reset things so you will often find that particularly towards the end of the year that people's solar return that the moment that their sun returns to the place it was when they were born is not the same as their birthday so there we go solar return charts are, are great by the way and if you are thinking about having a reading, a lot of people do want their solar returns. You know, they book them in months in advance because they know they want to, they want that. It's your personal new year. Um, also, the the new January and your birthday are kind of the times, you know, the new year, fresh start, looking ahead to time of year. I saw a load of astrologers last night and they were like, oh, it's mad season. So they were talking about there's a special name for it because everybody's just booking in because they're like, they want to know what's happening next year. Very interesting because honestly i don't i don't see that <laughs> in all honesty but it's like interesting who people's clients are that they, they've got these they've had clients for years and years and years and they are people who want to do it every single january are, are you guys like that as well and it's just my books aren't open enough or you know i mean curious so what we got i i will actually answer that question shortly we have the moon entering libra on wednesday and we will have all the various aspects that I'll be talking through by looking at my phone, to be honest. The moon will obviously move to Scorpio after it's been in Libra. The moon is in each sign two and a half days. And the moon dictates the mood. The I think the words are actually connected. E, is it etymologically? Would that be the correct way of saying that? There is There is something connected between the moon and the mood. And that's why the moon is so important when astrologers are predicting on the day-to-day -day. you know all you've got on the moon because nothing else changes unless something really big and significant significant changes 
think of it as another example of me just like skip the word don't have time um okay we got a lovely moon venus conjunction on saturday but i've read that saturday there's something else happening on saturday um i think mercury starts moving really really slowly because mercury is slowing down to turn retrograde i presume it's at some point it's on tuesday actually Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on, depending on where you are in the world, Mercury will station retrograde. That's the 12th or 13th of December. And before, it's obviously an optical illusion, but from our perspective, Mercury is now going so slowly forwards that you can already think a mm, little bit retrograde. So that indicates that we are slowing down on Saturday. And, and we really are in a balsamic moon phase anyway, as in the new moon is on Tuesday. Therefore, the moon is just a tiny little crescent in the morning and we are in that get ebbing getting rid of disseminate well beyond the disseminating but still letting go phase end of a cycle very much end of a cycle feeling with the balsamic moon balsamic moon literally just means a couple of days before the new moon and so sunday we have our new moon yoga drop that in <laughs> in london um and the moon will be in scorpio and it really is this kind of slow balsamic cozy warm come in your comfies um candle lit really we'll do some releasing we'll do some kind of meditation and visualization around letting go and the moon will be on in scorpio on sunday so it's not i'll tell you what intentions you can do at home and we will talk about that shortly in the pod as well um but the, the releasing it's a month since we did the the new moon in scorpio retreat obviously because it's a month since the new moon and there's so much before creating space. If you if you go into set intentions, the mental and physical space. Um, yes, Monday the moon will enter Sag, and um, where she will obviously square Saturn immediately. That keeps happening. Um, there, yeah, I, I heard that described yesterday. Bernard Eccles said it's like you get what you want, but you don't get enough of it. So it's like someone brings out the chocolate bar, but they're like, yeah, you can have three squares instead of just giving you the whole bar and saying, knock yourself out, watch the movie, enjoy yourself. Which honestly, as I've said before, if you're new here, then you don't know this, but I am friends with Saturn. I do like that kind of discipline. Even if even if I can't always do it, I like the idea of it. I know that discipline suits everybody, really, that a little bit of something good for you is is, you, is right. Too, you can have too much of a good thing. And in Sagittarius season, silly season, where we do tend to go overboard, I'm here for it. I'm happy with this kind of sad aspect where, yeah, I'm going to buy you a gift, but I'm not going to go over the top this year, you know. Uh, I do like that vibe. But also I understand that there is something, something in like, yeah, you see the person that you love, but then they have to leave or that you earn some money, but... You know, you don't get what you really wanted, but you get there's something there. And uh, yeah, I, I'm not I'm not going to broader perspectives of that. But that every time the moon enters Sag for the next, let's say, year at least, because whilst Saturn remains in the early degrees of Pisces, there will be a 90 degree aspect formed. If you think about December and March being three, three months, is it? <laughs> <laughs> January, February, March. Yes. There is, so it's and there's 30 days in each month. So it's it's 90 days, which is basically 90 degrees. So that's how you can think of it. Pisces and Sagittarius are they're square to one another. It's 90 degree angle. And so whenever you've got that in the sky, there is a little bit of yes but no. Yes, but no. And oh, I do have cycles here. I'm gonna have to make a racket while I get it out. Um, so I can talk about the new moon. 
and then Mercury stations retrograde. So that's what we'll be talking about this week. And but do go and find the interviews because I believe I'm hoping to put out an interview on Thursday. I think Thursday the seventh. I will put out an interview um, because it's like your solar return. It's very important. And on your solar return, you have to do things that matter. And of course, I would never dream of sharing everything that I'm going to do because there's so much of a ritual and containment that the power of your intention needs to be kept private. Like even just thinking I might share what I'm going to do, just just, just like, no. However, if I'm publishing something, you're all going to know about it. And I would like to be getting something out. I'm also recording one, I hope on Thursday, but I will be getting this podcast with Abdul out and we'll, we will be promo it, promoing it. So look out for it. So <clears throat> just by looking at the chart then with Neptune changing direction, Neptune is about illusion, delusion, fantasy, magic, romance. There's something very beautiful to Neptune, but also it is like chaos, confusion, drowning. There's a lot of rain. Neptune changing direction. I'm very sure that when Neptune stationed retrograde, the same thing happened in the UK. And I went to a talk last night and they were like, it's been a very hot year. I was like, where? Where's it been hot? It's been a wet year. It's been incredibly wet. I haven't known this since Jupiter was in, moved into Pisces. Pisces rules the sea. Jupiter moved to Pisces in 2021, May 2021. It pissed it down. A Saturn moved into Pisces on March the 7th and it's pissed it down. I think it was hot for two weeks in September. And that rained. Wilderness pissed it down. Like, it's pissing it down now. Um, I mean, what else? The coronation. Very, very wet. Um, I think maybe we had a couple of weeks in June, did we? Well, I, I was very shocked to hear that. It's like, where have you been? I, I don't understand. It's been a wet year. In the same way, when I was reading the that book about the lion's cry of the Kalahari, um, there was unprecedented rain in the desert in Africa in the deserts and the the plains in 1974 and I was like well yeah there was a Jupiter in Pisces conjunct Venus in Pisces April 74 and there, it's unprecedented rain I find it remarkable the way that weather and astrology works and I do always talk about it because I just I think it's one of those things like the crypto with the the manifestation of of astrology on a graph or in the world where you can't dispute it and that people will predict the weather and I've you know I did it before I remember looking at my sister's first wedding date she didn't get married because of the pandemic but being like have you got insurance for the rain because <laughs> so I was like oh nah I don't think so anyway it didn't rain that that much that day so with Neptune there could be some chaos some confusion some over-the-top emotion something that leaves everybody a little bit confused, discombobulated. You wouldn't, you wouldn't trust the facts. You wouldn't trust the weather. Um, there's just something about a planet stationing direct, any direction, direct or retrograde, that that lifts the themes up. Um, with with Neptune changing, yeah, there's that, there's that kind of chaos vibe, and and yeah, I've got a flat tire. I need to sort that out. Maybe, maybe because I have a Mercury Neptune in my chart, and it's it's that kind of deflation. Of, of Neptune like the the lack of boundary just bleh, the blob you know if Saturn is a structure that keeps us sitting up straight then Neptune is the opposite of that Neptune's like oh just just let go just relax take a deep breath relax you know melt into the floor like we'll be doing at yoga you know that kind of Neptunian listen to listen to the meditation and let let it go and deflate the tire 
whilst you're at it. Not ideal. Moon in Libra. Fine. It will it will oppose Chiron at some point. Okay, we're dealing with wounds. We're talking about things. We it happens every month. It just it'll be happens in the blink of an eye. Particularly, I think if you have planets in Aries and Libra, then these things they get picked up that little bit more for you. We do always respond to the aspects or to the points in our chart that are being picked up by the moon. Otherwise, it's it's too fast. It's too much of a fleeting experience to really be felt by everybody unless it's tapping into their chart. On Saturday, the moon enters Scorpio or late Friday, depending on where you are in the world. And I mean, to be honest, it's late Friday. <laughs> and then we have moon Venus conjunct, um, which is always nice, the moon and Venus together. Even if it is in Scorpio, you know, the moon is in her fall in Scorpio and Venus is in detriment in Scorpio. So these are our emotions, our femininity, the softness, the joy, all of that in theory doesn't do that well in Scorpio, though plenty of people with Venus and moon in Scorpio are extremely charming and wonderful and have incredibly, incredibly sensitive emotional responses but the scorpio is very determined it's it's less about receiving sometimes and can often be about where we want to go but there's a charm with it there's a there is some kind of magnetism and determination and uh, sensuality to the moon and venus together in scorpio and you'll see see how you feel on on saturday yeah, as i said mercury is becoming very 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 slow so everyone might not love that, but the moon will try and Saturn. There is something very constructive. Like I said, determined. It's like you get to do something that you really wanted to do for a while. There's a pleasure um, that is maybe hard won or, or again, fitting into what I was saying about Saturn when Saturn is involved. It's like a little bit of a good thing and not all of it. And that discipline, because Scorpio is hella disciplined. Scorpio is, is brilliant for discipline. On Sunday, the moon will oppose Uranus. And I'm into these fixed guys, crypto. Wow. I mean, if, if you're not watching on Ivan on tech yet, I really recommend him. I think he's absolutely wonderful. And then on Monday, we've, I've kind of, I went through this at the beginning. The, the moon moves into Sag. We are really heading into this balsamic letting go phase of the cycle. And then on Tuesday, Mercury will be stationing retrograde depending on where you are in the world, it's it's either happening on the 12th or the 13th. Either way, Tuesday, Wednesday, again, and seeing as I was talking about crypto, it wouldn't be surprising if that Scorpio moon opposite Uranus was a real peak, a real push, a real bull run, and that that then kind of gets challenged as we step into the new moon, it, the mutability, and met Mercury stationing retrograde because Mercury rules trading. And with Mercury changing direction, there's normally unexpected, unpredictable trading where all the usual rules and patterns just stop applying. So I wouldn't be surprised if there's some kind of chaos which could correspond with some kind of news coming up um, on the 12th and 13th. Now, what I wrote for the new moon is about priorities, you know, and kind of what I've already said, actually, Mercury stationing retrograde signals that we need to pause, reconsider and reevaluate what matters. Mercury and Jupiter are both in Earth signs and they form a harmonious trine. They are connected and asking questions about what we really need to consume. Frugal Capricorn wants to cut up the credit card and is negotiating. I say Capricorn because Mercury's in Capricorn. And, and is negotiating with Jupiter, generous Jupiter in Taurus, about what con constitutes a gift. What gift do you actually want to give people? Do you want to give them more clutter? I mean, nobody wants the clutter. 
Nobody, nobody thanks you for the clutter. People really, not really. I mean, they might in the moment, but then you're like, where the fuck am I going to put this now? I'm trying to, de- you know, I'm trying to create space. So maybe I, the, the tarot card I pulled is a 10 of one. So there's some kind of indicator that we've been carrying too much. We've been overwhelmed and burdened and that there is a symbolism between all the stuff that we've got and the amount of things that we're doing and the amount of stresses. And how can we just reframe that? It sounds a bit trite now, given the global political landscape, but still there really is, as you will hear in the podcast with Abdul, but there is, when Heidi edited it, she was like, that is the the best one I've I've heard. And that is really down to him for two reasons, partly because he's really interesting, eloquent, spiritual, been on a spiritual journey and, you know, we're into that if you're listening to this. And also because I often forget what I'm saying halfway through and he carried on remembering and picking up and going back and it was just it was a real gift to have somebody who who was kind of able to hold the podcast together so yeah I'm I'm really looking forward to everybody listening to that so I will keep this one short because I want you to finish this and go and listen to that but I wish you a wonderful new moon in Sag and you know Sag is about optimism and possibility and if we put our minds together and our hearts together and we Think about what matters. There is something about with Mercury retrograde in Capricorn at this time of year that we are talking about what needs to be talked about. And I I think I really do believe that having difficult conversations is important. And with Mercury retrograde, I think I spoke about this last week in Capricorn and going back into Sagittarius. It's like, here's the facts. What do we believe? Where are we going to put our heart? Where are we going to put our focus? Where are we going to put our energy? And that we can be expansive. And, and by expansive, I mean philosophical and think about your life in, in broader terms and where it is at the minute and not just about your life, your place in the world to understand your value and every action you do, every thing, every belief, everything you say, every time you get irritable, every time you thank somebody, you're either putting out a good energy or a bad energy and it takes work. It takes this discipline, Saturn in Pisces, to keep ourselves on balance in line so that we aren't contributing to an atmosphere of of discord how can we and and it exists we can't deny that it exists so there is it's like handling it but not so we're not doing ourselves an injustice which again is probably a bigger conversation but we shall talk about that another time um okay thank you everybody for listening to this episode of the astrology podcast i hope it made sense and that you enjoyed it. And I hope that you go and listen to the interview with Abdul. Thank you very much and see you next time. 